following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. <laughs> I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you, good. The Jackal. And we're live once again on PSN-Radio.com. That's right, guys, PSN Radio. We're live every Sunday night at 10 p.m. to midnight, and uh, we're going to have a fun time tonight. We have a lot to get to. At some point in the night, we're going to say something that's going to piss somebody off. So sit back, relax. We're all under quarantine. We're We're all in lockdown mode at the moment. So we're all going through this thing together. And as usual with me on uh, this journey on Sunday night is my sidekick, the one and only Brandon Brother Detox. And uh, he's waiting in the wing out there to uh, be acknowledged when I ask him a question like a good soldier does. This is a war. A war on globalism. And uh, joining me tonight... It's going to be the one and only Kaiser. He's going to join us for Kaiser's Corner within the 30-minute mark. And one uh, rescheduling that did happen uh, within the last couple hours, we are going to have uh, Carlo Mendez join us uh, actually next month. He had a family emergency, and he couldn't make it onto the show this week. Uh, So he's going to uh, join us early next month. We got him rebooked. So tonight, on the uh, second part of the hour, we're going to have a return voice of a different kind, the wise frog himself, right from the swamps, Arizona Tramp. He's going to join us for about a good uh, portion of the show. It's going to be fun, you know, hearing from what he has been up to and uh, coming uh, back uh, full circle to PSN radio. Guys, if you haven't checked us out yet, uh, please, uh, go to the website, psn-radio.com. Look at all the current shows on there. We have a lot of great content. But besides that, uh, my page, of course, is angelespino.com. I want you to go there also. I want you to bookmark both of these sites. And, uh, from there, I want you to migrate over to my Patreon page. And check me out on Patreon.com, Patreon.com, Angel Espino, and Patreon.com, PSN Radio. Please join the fight. Help us out on Patreon and uh, chip in. And, uh, you know, that's how we stay afloat here on the network and on the shows. We're not monetized in many other ways, so your support goes a long way. Please help us out as much as possible. A couple bucks help. Believe me, a couple bucks do help. Uh, we're, of course, uh, going to be uh, joined shortly here by uh, Kaiser. And uh, Brandon, like I said, is uh, waiting uh, for me to get him going and start asking him stuff to feed off of because uh, that's his trabajo. And uh, we have a lot to get to. i got a couple audio clips which are very important. And one has to do with a church that doesn't want to listen. You know, they've been told... Uh, right now it's not a good time to go outside and uh, congregate and be in large groups. So what do they do? They uh, do the opposite of what's being told of to them. Now, mind you, we're not in a lockdown being enforced by FEMA worldwide yet. But the president has put this out there that we all need to be careful and that we all need to kind of stay indoors for right now so we can, you know, let this thing blow over. That's a smart thing to do. 
That's the, uh, the humane thing to do because you might not be showing symptoms and still be carrying whatever this invisible nightmare is, this uh, COVID-19, this coronavirus. Uh, you still might be infected and you might get others infected who might get others infected and uh, we never get rid of uh, this pandemic. So for now, whether you believe it's a hoax, whether you think it's real, let's play it safe. Stay indoors. So, uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts, man? I know you have a lot to uh, probably say right now. And uh, I know that uh, you're taking it serious, even though you're not a Trump supporter. By no means. I mean, you've taken this very serious. Oh, you know, I was reading, uh, I don't know if it's true or not. You may have seen it, but the president of the philippines was telling the police to shoot people that violated the curfew i'm like he's got my phone <laughs> you know what i'm saying i i would vote for this man I would straight up <laughs> next governor of florida at least he takes action <laughs> you know at, at least he has a little bit of, of uh what, what's that thing called that's in your in your head uh, uh brains yes you know he has a little bit of that left uh, it, it's amazing how, like, I, I've seen reports, and, and it's not just Florida. We don't we want to shit on, on our own state, you know. Uh, it's not just here. Uh, in Texas, they're doing this shit. New York, they were doing this stuff. Uh, you know, when they say stay indoors, uh, because, you know, we're not out of the woods yet, that doesn't mean go to church, you know? And, uh, I have a, a funny audio clip, uh, they, and, you know, reporters are also guilty of this because they go and, like, they put the microphone right in front of people's faces. It's like, dude, if you're supposed to be quarantined, that also means you, reporter. Um, but they actually went to a church and they started asking a bunch of the church goers. And, Brendan, you have to hear this uh, piece of audio. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm going to play the clip in a second here. A bunch of church goers, okay? Trying to, uh, I guess, explain away what the hell it is they're doing at church. We're all supposed to be quarantined. Like, what part of, uh, guys, stay indoors with your family, stay away from big groups. Don't these people understand? I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, can you give me some reason behind that before I play the clip? Because this is absolutely hilarious. I've heard of... This happening in, I think it was Tampa or St. Pete, that I, I got word of another one in uh, Louisiana somewhere. I'm not sure what town it was, but same deal. You got these people meeting in these churches, and I'm like, I hope your immune system is just as strong as your faith. But I'm sure to, uh, not to knock down my church people, but I'm like, this is a government order. You guys need to keep yourselves in. <laughs> <laughs> And pastors, shame on you all if any one of you is listening. I hope somebody's listening as a pastor or a priest or whatever yep. you want to call yourselves. But this is not about making money for the church. I do not care about giving – I'm not giving money to anybody right now, okay? <laughs> that's yeah, what that's about. what it is. It's about uh, pass the collection plate. Mm -hmm. Praise, Praise the Lord. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah, we need a good. new, we need a new Mercedes 2019 in my in my garage and pass. I need, I need my Escalade outside to get paid. You know, I'm not trying to uh, get get that repossessed this month. You know. Yes, even Hallelujah. though my bank account has about five hundred thousand dollars in it, which I know you don't, I still need your money, even though you're living paycheck to paycheck, because it's all 
covered in Jesus' blood. Let's, and let's I need bow it. our heads and, and pass the collection tree. Bow your heads pass. and let's pray. Let us pray. Pass the collection tree, Is a woman who just attended a church service with dozens of other people, including children. Can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building? I wouldn't be anywhere else. Aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside? No. People who don't go to this no. church. No. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' well, blood. But other people who don't go to this church who you might encounter? All of these people go to this church. No, but you're going to be in places where other people I go are. to the grocery store every day. I'm in Walmart, what? Home Depot, all of those people. But you people. could get them sick from what happens They the could church. get me sick, but they're not because I'm covered in his blood. Thank you very much. Ninety minutes earlier, we watched as people arrived at this evangelical congregation the Solid Rock Church in Cincinnati. This couple about to walk in with a toddler and a baby. And then there is this woman and man arriving. The woman hugs the man. That same man hugs a woman inside. The arriving woman hugs a man inside. And then she hugs a woman. Church leaders would not talk to us on camera, but have posted this statement which implicitly refers to the pandemic and adds, for that reason, we believe that the doors of Solid Rock Church should remain open. The church says it practices social distancing inside, but the pastors would not allow us in, so we have no way of confirming that. Either way, it doesn't address the potential dangers of large gatherings. What if one person is infected? You're all in that building together. It's a large I gathering. Am absolutely not concerned. The blood of Jesus cures every disease. Psalms 91, read it. Miss, you can get somebody else sick if you get sick inside. Well, what if you got it? You can get me sick. What if you get others sick though who don't go to this church? We have there's not one person sick. How do you know? Because I know I'm the pastor. But how uh, do you know? Because I would hear about it if somebody was sick. Well, you could be asymptomatic, sir. You better not print no fake news about me or you'll hear from me. What we heard were a lot of people who made up their minds. This man, though, sounded a bit different. I, I see both sides of the story. You do see both sides, though. Oh, yeah. I see both sides. Well, why not just pray on the Internet, pray with your family right now to keep people looking called It's called, it's called uh, values and liberty. You have the choice as an American. But if you're infected, sir, and you go into the grocery store and you run into someone to get them infected, that's why not, not them, Why not it? flip it the other way? That could happen, too. You know? You're increasing your chance of getting them sick, right? Could be. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. The blood of Jesus is going to save us all, Brandon. So to save us from sure death. So let's all get in the big group and let's all hug, hold hands, and say, Amen. Come on. Hold on, Brandon. Amen. Amen. There you go. And uh, please pass the collection plate and uh, donate. Donate! Speaking of donations, uh, I do want to give out our Patreon page. Uh, so, uh, guys, uh, this is a serious moment on Inside the Jackal's Head. 
following a little comedy, go to patreon.com uh, forward slash PSN radio and, uh, hook the network up. We, uh, you know, we feed off of your donations because that helps keep us going, helps the lights stay on at night. Also, Angel Espino, you can find me on Patreon. Your help will be appreciated. See, I could do the Impasta Collection play too, but at least we're not all gonna die from it. You know, just go to my Patreon page. Help a brother out. Now, Brandon, uh, that's absurd audio, but that's real legit audio you heard over there uh, with the pastor. And his excuse is, of course, it's the will, it's, the, it's our freedom. Okay, so you have the freedom to be an idiot and, and die, but, uh, I mean, really? Honestly. Is there any excuse to put everybody in danger, including children? Um, you know, we saw there on the audio, we heard on the audio, uh, parents uh, with uh, toddlers. And uh, just because uh, this uh, virus, COVID-19, has been, you know, kind of unknown to hit young people, doesn't mean it doesn't kill young people. We've had reports already of children that have died from it. One uh, came on not long ago. How many of them might be sick? And yeah, they might not die right away, but it might linger. And the younger the baby, I'm sure they're more at risk. If you got toddlers in a church and somebody's infected, do you not think you're not putting your kids at risk by taking them in an area like this? I, I just don't get it. And, it. and with the response like that from the uh, pastor... I wouldn't, uh, you know, think that church is too sanitized as it is, considering, uh, you know, Brandon, they're all covered in Jesus' blood. That's all blood. It's mighty, mighty old blood. So what are your thoughts on that audio, Brandon? What do you think? What are your two cents? That's the, that's the scariest damn thing I've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do not walk around professing I'm, I'm covered in Jesus' blood. <laughs> that sounds a little selfish to me. <laughs> like, why him? Why them? Like, I don't, like, the billions of people on the planet, the trillions and trillions of stars of the cosmos. Yeah, this one pastor from nowhere in Texas. I got Jesus' blood on me and on my church cords. They're all covered in his blood. I say quarantine everybody in that church and test everybody for COVID at the church's expense. <laughs> what, what we need to do is take uh, part of this uh, $2 billion, trillion, kajillion dollar bill that they uh, passed uh, through the Congress uh, and in the White House. And uh, what they really need to, is, need to do is get all these church growers back into that church and build a goddamn wall around the church and segregate them forever because... And, and as many idiots like them as we find, just throw them in there. Just, you know, just in one little church. Eventually they'll all spread the virus and it'll be like, that'll be the perfect world population control. The dumber you are, we just put them in that church and have the wall around them. Hey, don't, don't get mad at me. China does this. Do you not understand how they got the brightest and the best stories in China? Because they get the idiots out of the way and they're like, oh, they, they, okay, okay, little Chao Ping. You go to the dumb corner over there and don't bother the smart ones. 
And then you see Chao Ping becomes like a sumo wrestler or some shit. And uh, they get the, the smart Chinese to build shit like the COVID-19. Yay, China. Which, by the way, LeBron James loves China. Right? Hey, LeBron, how's that working out nowadays? Huh? You know, it's uh, ironic that, you know, the country's going through this with China at the moment. And I, as I was watching a video clip earlier, uh, Brandon, this is also really funny. Uh, this is um, a reporter. Yes, she's Chinese. And uh, ironically enough, an Asian reporter asking the president uh, a couple questions. And uh, the left tried to spin it. Like if the president lost his cool and he went at the reporter and he just lost it. If you really listen to the audio, though, he doesn't really lose it. He explains, like, what's going on. But the spin is so crazy that they would make you think that he really did lose it. And uh, I want to play this because I want people to actually hear uh, the question from the Chinese-Asian reporter, and the way she is talking to the president. Mind you, we never had reporters ever, even when Bush was in office, Obama, Clinton, whatever. Whenever they, they did their briefings, they came out on, on, back then it was really like satellite TV or cable TV, where you'd be able to see all these presidential briefings. Now you, we have internet, we have YouTube, you can watch it everywhere. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, you had to sit back and watch it, you know, on cable TV or, or satellite. And uh, I don't remember anybody ever getting this abusive when the president's allowing you to ask a question. And then when the president says, okay, now next, the person's like, no, I still have more questions. No, you already asked your question. It was a stupid question. He answered it. So, you know, that's it. Everybody needs to get a turn, right? Am I right or wrong on that, Brendan? Because you know, when, we, when you know you're allowing reporters to you know, ask questions, and you answered the question, and now it's time to move to another reporter. You know, uh, common courtesy is okay. Now it's their turn. I mean, that's how it works, right? Or am I wrong on that? No, you're you're absolutely right. Okay, so the, not only is this woman rude to the president, but then they tried to. Speak in it, because that's all that this is. A lot of this is a, a lot of spin. Like uh, they're saying, "Oh, the president wasn't ready. We were not ready. Uh, he put us in a bad position." Remember, this is the the same president that closed, you know, flights from China. When everybody's saying, "Oh, that's racist and xenophobic," how dare he do that? But he did it. And then you had Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco saying, "Eh." It's okay. There's no, no worries with this virus. Same week, by the way. There, the president is blowing this out of proportion. Come on down to San Francisco and party. Come on. Come on down. I'm here with the people. So, who's the one calling in the hoax? The guy who's shutting down flights coming in saying, Guys, we have a problem here. Or the left is telling people in San Francisco of all places, which is a shithole right now, and the person who represents that city in, in California, okay, uh, who's the one that's being irresponsible? 
not the president, the idiot who's the Speaker of the House, telling people when there is a problem, and the president's warning, hey, this is an issue, instead of listening and, and you know, paying attention, she's like, no, no, come on, everybody in San Francisco, come on and party. That's irresponsible. But the left doesn't want to report that. What they want to do is just smear, spin. And I'm going to play this audio, and then we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, a discussion about it. But first, before we do that, I do want to pull into the call here our good friend Kaiser with Kaiser's Corner because this is his time, and uh, I'm sure he's going to want to hear this audio with us also and discuss what's happening here because, Brandon, I, I'm just uh, amused because, remember, I, I, for years I've, I was liberal. I was Democrat, and I left the party because of this, you know, brainless mentality that's uh, happening, and uh, it's incredible. Like, I'm so ashamed at what used to be my party, because it was never like this when I when I was there, and now we're joined by Kaiser, our good friend, for Kaiser's Corner, and we're discussing something that is just so illogical. Uh, and I wanted to hear his point of view before anything else. Kaiser, welcome to Inside the Jackal's Cavesa with uh, myself, of course, and Sidekick Brandon. Hey, how's it going, Brandon and Angel? Yeah, I'm inside the Jackal's head, brother. And just call me Kaiser Chow Ping tonight. And Kaiser Chow Ping. In the love, <laughs> the love of God. There you go. You're, you're, you're washed in the blood of Allah. There you go, my friend. There you go. Yeah, go on, brother. What's up tonight? Oh, what isn't up tonight? I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words of how stupid some people are on this planet. Did you hear the audio I played of uh, the church chorus a couple minutes ago? Oh, yeah. That's why I said I'm washed in the blood of God. <laughs> it's in, uh, uh, like, how stupid are some of these people? And, and look, uh, you know, obviously uh, that guy sounded like a Trump supporter with some of the rhetoric he said. Uh, and I'm not saying, again, I'm neither right or left. You know, I'm very central, and I'll call it both ways. If you're being stupid, you're being stupid. If you're not listening, you're an idiot. And uh, I don't care if you're a Trump supporter, if you're, uh, you know, leftist, socialist, communist, uh, as long as you're a human being, pay attention. And for months, the president has been saying, there's problems coming out of China, Right. He closed the, the airlines coming in from China. He was trying to warn everybody. And we've known about COVID-19 since January. This is not something that just automatically sprung into place. Okay? So what it's incredible is that you have, you know, people like Nancy Pelosi telling everybody in San Francisco, oh, come on down. The same week that the president is shutting off all airlines coming in, and she's playing it off like it's no big deal. Now she's saying, well, see, the president is, you know, responsible because he didn't get to this early enough. Woman, he was talking about it when you were telling people to party. Okay, so don't give me that excuse. And then you have the idiocracy of what, you know, happens afterwards, where they start calling him a racist and a xenophobe, all the while, the man was right. He saved lives by doing what he did early on. They don't want to give him credit. I want to play this audio that we're all going to get to hear of a reporter, a Chinese-Asian reporter. Not to pick on the Chinese, because I have Chinese in me. 
So this is not, and I don't mean that in a sexual way, guys. Blacks. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean that that I, my you know, great-grandfather was in China. He, there, right? uh, yeah, I know you're about to. I know you were. Uh, but, uh, I want you to hear this and we're gonna get, uh, to, uh, discussing this. Kaiser, uh, Ching, Ching Chong Ching, Kaiser, uh, you're gonna be with us, uh, for a good portion of the show tonight because, uh, your voice is important, my friend. You've been in the, uh, other side of, uh, the war and you know exactly what happens when you have the boots on the ground. So I want you to stick around and, uh, I want to get your uh, insight on this audio that I'm gonna play here. Because this, is something that is complete spin, okay? And they, they're labeling this as, oh, Trump lost it with this reporter. He didn't lose it. He answered a question perfectly. And I want, I want you to hear this because I want you to hear the spin. It's incredible. Check this out. said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. What did he mean by our? Oh, what are you asking? And I mean, yeah. even the fact that taxpayers from What's every that? state gotcha. pays for it. No, it's not Our, you know what our means? United States of America. That's what it means. It what means the states. Our. Our. It means the United States of America. And then we take that our and we distribute it to the states. So why did you say that we it's not to. supposed to be state stockpiles that they... Because we need it for the government and we need it for the federal government. But when the states are in... Tra- no, to also keep... It's not to the states. To keep, to keep for our country because the federal government needs it too, not just the states. But out of that, we oftentimes choose, as an example... We have almost 10,000 ventilators, and we are ready to rock with those ventilators. We're going to bring them to various areas of the country that need them. But when he says our, he's talking about our country. He's talking, excuse me, he's talking about the federal government. I mean, it's such a basic, simple question, and you try and make it sound so bad. You ought to be, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know what? You ought to be ashamed. It's such a simple question. He said our. An hour means for the country. An hour means for the states because the states are a part of the country. Don't make it sound bad. Don't make it sound bad. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, back here. You just ask your question. You just ask your question in a very nasty tone. Let's go. Please, Mr. President. Okay, now, does that sound like he is losing it when he answered the question, guys? No, he d- he didn't lose it. I, I heard I heard and saw that that clip already, and they uh I don't know what they're talking about. He lost it. He was just explaining what was going on. This is one time I'll say he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you're not a Trump supporter. You're not me. You're not like me. You didn't vote for the guy. Right. But I mean, <laughs> how much more clear does he have to be? Remember, we're in a crisis. This is how stupid some people are. They don't understand that. Each state has a governor. What is the governor's job? To govern the state. The United States of America, right? The president, the White House, that portion of it is the backup for each one of these states that come together in the United States of America. So when each state needs resources, they look to the government. But what is socialism? That's different. Socialism is the government controls 
everything. And that's why she's asking that like that. Because she wants socialism or communism, which is the same shit at the end of the day. It's the government controlling everybody's lives and controlling everything, including the distribution of everything the way they see fit. Now, the way that the, the real, you know, our country works and the way it really should be is they listen. We're here to back you up. It's ours, so we distribute it as case by case. Every state that needs it the most is going to get it. We're, you know, we're in a crisis. We haven't had this kind of dilemma where the whole world is affected and stopped in over like a hundred years. So, I mean, it's not like we're, you know, so ready for this because it's happened all the time at this level that, you know, they're trying to make it out like, oh, it's all Trump's fault. He's been president for like 25,000 years. He should have been ready for this. He was in, well, he's was he been in office for a few years. It's ridiculous. Guys, go for it. Well, I got kind of a long answer. First off, in the Pledge of Allegiance, it says to the Republic, our nation state is based upon a nation state with a capital S because the states within that state have a small s. We're a republic, and to the republic, based off the Roman republics. Mm-hmm. And there were governors in every republic. And it's the same thing. This has been going on for centuries, the way a republic operates. The governor, the governor governs his area of jurisdiction, his small yes. state. The state comes in for a major crisis. And I have to correct you on the length of time. It's been a little over 50 years because the Cold War, and remember, I'm an old Cold Warrior. Oh, yeah, this yeah, This kind yeah. of level, people who grew up in the 80s, like, well, I think you did. I know I did. Uh, in the 70s, Guilty. 80s, 60s, yeah. 70s, 80s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a time in the 80s when uh, jobs, it was right after Carter, after he destroyed the country. Um and and he was the smartest president we ever had. I, I liked Carter as a human being and still do. So I'm not going to blow shade on him, but he was inept as a leader, as a president. And because of his failures and, you know, the Iran, ho- Iran hostages and all this stuff. And I went into the military five years after this crap. And uh, the Cold War, during that time of struggle, I remember going down to get the free government cheese, which, by the way, was the best tasting cheese outside of cheddar. And that, that, there's a reason why those blocks of cheese, the dried milk, all that stuff they were able to give out to the citizens during this tough time was because of the Cold War. We used to have warehouses full of this stuff just in case of nuclear attack. That was the last time we had our FEMA is a direct uh, result. The Stafford Act is what made it come into being the original Stafford Act, but it used to be called civil defense. And you could go into schools. Every school had to have a fallout shelter built into it. Uh, businesses did. Uh, even my home. My home was built in the 18, uh, 1880s. When my house was built, there was nothing in there. There wasn't even a basement. You can see the levels of my basement. And on the back end of my of my castle, I have a bomb shelter. And I didn't even know I had that. When I first bought it, I didn't look at the whole basement. I just thought it was a small area. And all of a sudden, when we move in, I'm like, Jesus, I got this massive area back here behind this door. And, uh, you know, it was a door within a door. And uh, Was it so covered in Jesus' blood, though? Huh? Was it covered in Jesus' blood? <laughs> just like me. Just like me. <laughs> but, no, I'm just saying, well, it's been around since 1880. A flood almost took it out about a week ago. 
it's the first time we've ever had water that high. But, uh, and we're up high. But the point is, um, yeah, man, I mean, Americans have always prepared for stuff, but under Obama, I hate to say this, we had the H1N1 virus, which is way worse so far than this one is. He did bupkis for it for six months. What did we lose? Yep. 40,000 people, I think. Yep. And, uh, you know, he had inept leadership, but people liked him. I didn't like him because I read his books, Dreams from mm-hmm. My Father and all that. And his other book, that was uh, Shadow Written by, uh, uh, I can't think of the professor's name now. Out of He launched his campaign out of his house. Anywho, that's my thinking on it. And for everybody to be blaming this, that, and the other, my, my biggest thing about this is the panic. I'm not worried about the virus so much. You know, I, I agree with social distancing, all this crap. My point is the panic. And, like, I got, our store lasted for weeks without any weird panic. And all of a sudden, our stores one day, me and my wife go in there every day to get, you know, what we're going to eat for that day. One day we go in there, and the water and toilet paper's gone. And we'd been hearing about this from everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. so... Then, we didn't look in the parking lot going out, going in, but coming out, I started seeing other counties' plates. So the idiots who haven't prepared like everybody else normally should. I mean, dude, I, you know, I, I'm preparedness-minded and always have been. Oh, I'm yeah. a classic old survivalist before they made us all racist by just a flip of a turn. But I <laughs> think everybody on this show knows I'm not a racist because I'm talking with you. Uh, the point, the ridiculousness of that is Americans have always been prepared. And these idiots going after, t- there, there was a meme, I think you may have seen it on my page. Uh, after 300 million die in America, one trend emerges. All their asses sparkling clean. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but look at me, it sounds funny. When when I said uh, about a hundred years earlier, I know you're absolutely right, but I'm talking about virus-wise. We haven't been uh, quarantined like this to the point, uh, you know, that it's something that is spread media-wise, and uh, right. you know, nineteen eighteen, right, right. It's, so it's about a hundred years. years. Yeah. yeah, I understand wartime when we're you know like, and, and by the way, I don't I like shitting on Carter either because if it wasn't for his administration, I wouldn't be in this country. They're the ones that you know, negotiated the Mario boatlift and allowed it to go into a place, and uh, that's how I got here in 1980. Right, right. And, and, and it was all legal, by the way. I'm a legal immigrant. Not an illegal, right, I'm legalized. Yeah. And you then were, I did. You were legal from the time you got here. You don't have to justify yourself. We all know that, brother. No, no, the, way, the reason I'm saying this is because some people are all like, how could you be pro-Trump? You're a Latino, and you know he wants to get rid of you. No, I came here legally. In fact, I, I was here before the uh, uh, before any of this was a big issue, and the person who made it, you know, made it available was Carter and then Reagan. Two different parties allowed us to come in, and to top it off, my mother had to win a special lottery given by the United States to get on the boat because uh, she, was actually, she was uh, scheduled to leave to Spain in two years uh, through flights that my dad would send him because he was already in Spain at the time, uh, legally also. But she said, you know what, I'm going to see if I can get you know on this a little earlier. And she went and then registered for this special uh, gift that they were giving out, which was, uh, you know, uh, uh, just... 
allowing certain people to come in uh, that were, you know, clean, had no history at all of being imprisoned, which my mom was a very clean person. Uh, so they did this special lottery to get some of the better people because Castro was sending, sending over some of the really nasty guys from prison, and Carter knew that. Uh, and Carter was kind of like letting that slide because, you know, he's, after all, he is leftist and, you know, they let certain things slide. But when Reagan came into power, Reagan said, you know what, let's have this lottery because this is, I think, a little bit better of an idea. And, uh, it's going to at least, you know, clean up a little bit of the, uh, the mess coming in. I agree with that. And that's how my mother got in through that lottery. So it took two administrations, but she got in early, thankfully. And we got here legally. So anybody who tells me, well, you're Latino. Guess what? There's a lot of Latinos in Florida that are pro-Trump because they're hearing this nonsense coming out of the left. And I, you know, I, I, Kaiser, and I attend, I attribute this to being young and dumb. A lot of Latinos when they're young come up and they, you know, they don't understand what socialism is because, you know, a lot of them didn't live it. They don't understand how bad it could get in a place like Cuba or Venezuela. They don't understand, uh, you know, how corrupt these governments are. They don't understand the suffering and the torture because they've never lived it. They've been in this country, and when they have the Ocasio-Cortezes, and you have all these liberal tards that are coming out saying how beautiful socialism is, and they're following Bernie Sanders with his communist rhetoric, and the socialist Democrats and their rhetoric, and, you know, they're being brainwashed as their kids to say, hey, you know what, we should bring socialism to America. Why? Why would they come to this country to escape that evil so they try to turn this country into what they just left? That makes no sense whatsoever. Not to me, and I'm Latino. It does, brother, and I'll tell you why it does. I saw communism for the first time in Europe. I mean, actually, at the wall. I worked Checkpoint Charlie as a military policeman. Uh, Before that, you know, for reasons, I was staying with my cousin. He was going for his master's degree, political science, at OSU. And uh, he used to throw me all kinds of books, read this, read this, and I read Das Kapital, all these different books, right? Right. Marx, Lenin, all this stuff. And so I pretty much was close to being a communist in thought. And I'm being honest about this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I saw the reality of what East Germany looked like and the difference between the two nations. And they were two nations, by the way. They may have been one Germany, but they were not united. They were two separate. Even they have different uh, phraseology of their wordings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the That's interesting, true. They, they spoke German, but it, it's almost, anyways, I don't want to get into the... It's almost like China, where they have, like, different dialects, and it's like a block exactly. apart. Yeah, yeah. Or like Mandarin and... Got the yeah. Southern draw, got the California slang, the New York slang, and then, you know, a flyover people like me in Ohio. But the point is, uh, without getting too deep into it, once I saw that, I still was kind of a lefty until my first war. And that was the first Gulf War. And uh, anyways, it was just an interesting time in my life and uh, an awakening. And there's that old saying that has been attributed to Churchill, but somebody else, I guess, said it before him. If you're not uh, liberal when you're a young man, you have no compassion. If you're still liberal after 30, you have no mind. 
And that's that's really yep. all I say on that. No, I agree, and and that's a discussion I, I would get with my nephews and uh, whatnot because they're all liberal minded. You know, that's and I understand that because I was there. But once you get to a certain age, you know, you have to have open eyes and open mind about what the reality of the world is. If you don't, you just become a sucker and a sheeple to the system. Well, I mean, I'd love to hear Brandon's take on this, but I do believe there's a big difference. I still sometimes believe that I'm a classical liberal. And what I mean by that is that I believe in taking care of Americans, our people, this, that, and the other, and bringing up the downtrodden, but also with pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. But that's the community that can help. You know, a brother finds another brother a job who's a neighbor or something. That kind of thing, right? Uh, because you're all local, you know, that's where genuine help can come from. Actually boots on the ground that are natural to the neighborhood. Um, but I'm way conservative fiscally. I just, if it doesn't make sense and definitely politically, um, if, I mean, I'm pretty right, uh, politically because there's right ways and wrong ways. If we want to get rid of all laws, we're following the Cloward and Piven Act, or you know their their little book. I can't think of the name of it now, but the, those two professors were poisoned, and that's one of the things. And I like Trump, you know this, and so does Brandon. Uh, but with this, <laughs> Brandon many, loves Trump. Yeah. How many? How many? How many? How many? How many trillions of dollars? Did we just put in, and it wasn't just for the people, and it should have been for the small companies, but we, again, did it for major corporations. I don't like that. They're not going to go bankrupt. They were never, they're not in danger of going bankrupt. If those trillions went to small businesses, like your business, you know, PSN Radio, uh, and right. all the affiliates there, if you did that to keep yourself afloat and took the SB small business loan, um, that'd be awesome if it was just limited to people like you, you, you know, you, the car lot down the road, whatever. But instead, they they mixed it up, and I don't approve of that. So I know he had to sign that complete to get it passed through the simple ass Congress we have, which is socialist. It's not liberal. They're the progressives are not liberal. That's why. A lot of liberals have moved right, and it's because that's not the party the Democrats were. I, With some older liberals, they just now have woken up that I know, classical liberals, that this party is not the party of Thomas Jefferson, the Democratic Party. And uh, it's become the, Nash, or the Socialist Party. Uh, anyway, so definitely want to hear your thoughts, Brandon and, Je and uh, uh, Angel. Brandon, go for it. You go first, since you've been silent for most of the segment. <laughs> and I know you well, love I yourself some Donald some, uh, Trump. No party I, affiliation, so. <laughs> but you love Trump. Yeah, th do we lose Brandon, or are you still there? I think the left has oh, really. There goes. Oh, go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, we lost you for a second there. Go, go ahead. Restart okay. your thought. Um, I, you guys probably know that I'm an outlier here in the political scene. I don't trust the left or right. I've always been like that. Um, 
Jack, I know what you're saying. There, there's a lot of Latino support for, um, especially here in Florida, for Trump, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and there's there's a growing black support as well. Um, I, I have my own reasons why I don't trust left or right. We'll we'll have to devote a whole show to that one day. <laughs> oh no, we're on the same page there. I don't trust either side either, but I trust the president because of what he does. See, I don't like judging people by like you know jokes or whatever you know the words they might use. I judge them by their actions, and so far, exactly. right, what he's right. been doing has been on the money. Just follow what he's done. Continue. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the left has really been trying to discredit the president. They've been trying to distract him, distract you, distract me. And I think um, I think Trump is actually doing an okay job considering. Um, I think what's conflicting with him is what actions the states are taking right now, whether you're talking about COVID-19 or our economy bases in each uh, municipality in each state. Um, but I think the left is really trying to distract us. Um, and then we got, you know, the Bernie Sanders movement, like you just mentioned. The 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 whole introduce the socialist to America, it, it doesn't work here. I mean, it, fundamentally, it's a flawed system and it doesn't work here. It never it, it won't work now. It won't work a thousand years from now. And I think that, um, you know, Bernie is my is, is a sugar daddy. We know that. <laughs> No kidding, an well, old one. I don't he looks like one too. You've already been given that enough. But I, I've I've been through Clinton. I've been through um, both times. I've been through Obama. I've been through both Bushes. If I want to go back, you know, a few a few more years, um, it's there's just no place for the socialist movement in America. I'm I'm not into it. It's not going to work. It's it's going to cause a collapse. I mean, it's just it's just another. Let's just say it's a sugar coated form of communism. That's all it is. I agree, and yeah. Brandon, I have to say this too, brother. I don't trust either party either, but Trump was something that I saw unique. Uh, back in 2012, he was talking about running of memory serves, and uh, when he came down the escalator, I was like, he's going to win, and the reason why, he's a disruptor. We had a guy, when I was young, just got out of the Marine Corps and was going into the National Guard starting college, a guy by the name of Ross Perot. Who was running against? Um, and he was people, running against Clinton, I think. Yeah, Clinton and, and Bush. Yeah, and yep. I, he was an independent. Ross Perot, I'm all ears. And uh, I was a supporter. <laughs> I of just caught that. I was, I was a yeah. I'm all ears. I love it, bro. I caught it late. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this: uh, he was a disruptor, and I think that's what we yes. needed—a businessman. Yep. And I've said this for years, and I thought. Bush Jr. was. I, I know Bush Sr. I knew Bush Sr. was a neocon, and I don't like neocons for many reasons. But uh, I thought he was more of the businessman kind of thing. Not He didn't have his dad's deep state ties. And um, so I voted for him twice, and I honestly don't regret it. It wasn't until the middle of his second term he really went neocon, and that was because of the people he surrounded himself with. But um, I, I disagreed with a lot towards the end of him. But, yeah, I don't trust either of them because both parties are just two heads feeding the same snake body. And when you have a president that both the Republicans, who are neocons, and the progressives, the leftists, the extreme leftists, when they hate you, uh, you're doing something right. That's the exact point. You hit it right on the head. And that, folks, is why I voted for Trump. Because when both sides of the coin hate you 
and they're afraid of your presidency. And uh, when that happens, that tells me that you're not bought and paid for. And one thing we know about Trump, he doesn't need their money. That's why, you know, and I've said it for years, and, uh, you know, even before I had a podcast, guys, I, I was saying this to family and friends as I got more and more into politics. The one thing this country needs less of is lawyer presidents, and that's all we've ever had. We need a business billionaire who can be bought and paid for as president. I, I was seeing this in the 90s, early 2000s, as I saw what I kept seeing. And uh, that and Trump, uh, you know, as somebody who's been in the media for years as what? A businessman. In fact, his most famous book, and I got into this uh, conversation a few days ago, is, of course, The Art of the Deal, right? That's the, the one everybody talks about. That's not his best book. You know what his best book is? The Art of the Comeback. Yep. When he lost it all and brought it right back. I know exactly that book, and it was awesome. Now, the reason that book is phenomenal for everybody to read, whether you've had the downfall or not, it tells you word by word what this man did, and he explains it in the way that we all can understand it. If you read that book, you're going to understand the mind of Trump. See, people on the left try to play him as some big dummy with orange face. He plays 4D chess when everybody's still playing checkers. Okay, he's way ahead of everybody. That's why in, in February he was telling everybody, hey, we need to lock down the planes coming in from China because guess what? There's problems coming in. We've known about this since January, probably December, okay? And then you have nasty Nancy Pelosi trying like not to drop her dentures on national TV in San Francisco saying, it's all a joke. The president is racist and homophobic and xenophobic and he hates the world. Come on, dance to San Francisco and party. You know, let loose with your cock out in San Francisco. Come on, everybody. That's not, well, that's yeah, not that, leadership. We don't need that. That was disturbing. And and also de Blasio, uh, they both did the same thing. Come on out to Chinatown. You know, not like all the Chinese that just left Wuhan wouldn't congregate there. Because the dark secret is those wet markets aren't just in China, Hong Kong, and other places. Uh, we have them in some of those little areas because we allow yep. their cultural things. But they do get looked at, you know, health-wise. Yep. They're not selling some of the same things, but they, they sell some bizarre foods there. Um, I will say this. Um, it's all about... I understand the cultural thing, but Trump reacted. I mean, dude, Wuhan, this is why I've gone in depth on this, where even if it was an accidental release from their level four uh, containment facility, which was one of the bioweapon centers they have, just like we do, Lyme mm -hmm. disease came from Lyme, Connecticut, because there was a little place off the coast next to New York in that called Plum Island. And Correct. some deer yes. swam over there and got a tick on him. And that's why people get hit with Lyme disease. It's yep. not a racist thing to call it, you know, the Wuhan flu or H1N1 or H1N1 came from China. All these things, but they, they wrap around. There's German flu. You have the Spanish flu. I mean, it's not xenophobic and racist to say this crap. It just, it's mind boggling. 
And it's not xenophobic or racist to shut airlines uh, coming in from a country that is spreading a disease. Guys, so hold on one second. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side of the hour, we have our good friend Arizona Tramp who's going to join this show. And we're going to continue the conversation with Kaiser, Brandon, Tramp, myself. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. Please don't go anywhere. And uh, if you guys want to call in, you're always welcome. Just look us up on Skype, PSN Radio. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. And we're now joined uh, by our good friend, the uh, Swamp Go-Getter himself. That's right, Arizona Tramp coming in directly from the swamps. How you doing, brother? Welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. Hello, my friend. How you doing? It's good to be back on the air, man. I haven't been on the air in, oh, uh, it's been close to, well, over a year now. It has. How are you keeping up with the, uh, the, you know, the latest outbreak, the, you know, the terror oh. within? Oh, well, we, we, we sit around the house and watch the bullshit news and how they try to scare you more and more every single day. And uh, I go out and ride my motorcycle and do projects around the house. And, and you know, that's about it. And, uh, and uh, are you going to uh, church? <laughs> you know me better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, guessing I'm, not, I'm guessing he's not covered in the blood of Christ right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm not. You know, this, this is a, uh, I'm a heathen, man. <laughs> I don't take him. You're, you're an infidel. It's all good. <laughs> my Thor's hammer's around my neck, so you're in good company. There you go. We're all okay. We're all we're indoors. Yeah. Uh, we're not uh, putting anybody at risk, uh, and that's the way we all should be taking this. And you know, we're joking about this, and at the same time, it is serious because. Any outbreak could lead to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying. This is something that's, you know, uh, you know, part of uh, the problem where people are not listening. And uh, it's like numbers don't compute to some people. Like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. And when I see figures come out of uh, certain countries, I always think I'm getting lowballed. So when they tell me a hundred thousand, that probably means more closer to a million people have died. And especially when it's coming out of China, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, trust the Chinese. Sorry, dude, dude, dude. Last October, I got pneumonia. I got really sick, and all my witchy cures that I use in order to make myself better when I'm sick didn't work. And I ended up getting pneumonia, and I went to the hospital. And uh, my wife's daughter ended up coming down with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kelly came down with it, and other people that I know came down with it all last year between October and November. And then everybody got well. And then China came out with all this crap. And I'm I'm going. There's something going on. As you start following the money, where, where's the money going? And it's like, okay, $9,000 per test. There's some of the money right there. Well, if you ever want to know yep. who our next enemy is, just look where our money is being put. Uh, my, my whole point on the whole Wuhan thing is once China knew what it had, and this is where we left off when I left, uh, when we left, and I'll just finish it out. Uh, Wuhan, we were talking about it being a level four containment facility, which is bioweapons research. Uh, 
once they knew they had an outbreak, they allowed 40,000 people that week to flee Wuhan to the U.S. They, they had direct flights to the U.S. and from Wuhan. And uh, they allowed that kind of, and whether it's intentional or not intentional, their lack of candor and truthfulness on this issue does make this a bioweapons terrorist attack, in my Correct. opinion. I have to agree with you on that. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I, there was reports coming out at the time, because there was a revolution going on at the time, that they in released Kong, this right. in order to stop the revolution, right? Does that make sense? Yep. In Hong Kong, right. And that's the first layover yeah. on that Chinese trip. And um, I've talked about this several times. It's now, and, and because they, I think they let it go, and I'm going to tell you my honest opinion why. I honestly think they let that go because they knew it was going to hit them hard economically, and they were like, fuck it, it'll hit the whole world economically, which makes this also an economic terrorist attack. If we do go to a depression, here's the thing that's worrying. If we do go to a depression geopolitically, we're talking globally, um, what we can look forward to is the normal reset. And it's happened two times in the last century, World War One and World yeah. War Two. We could be looking at the beginning this of a new world war. This, this is what I've been saying, and this is what I think, what I believe. I believe that... It is time to change things over to digital, that this is their way to cover things up during a so-called plague, that they want to switch everything over to digital and get rid of paper cash. They want to kill the small business and so on and so on. And it's all about the money. Um, The numbers, they certainly don't match because a real plague, 25 to 50,000 or well 20, 25 to 50% of the global population dies during a real plague that is factual you can go look it up anybody can can look that up except for don't look up the the latest stuff because that, that's lies you have to look back to the plague of what was it the 19 whatever stopped world war 1 you have to go back 1918 right 18, what was it, 1820, 1820, 1820, 1822, Yeah, but he's talking about the original plague in the 1800s before the 1910. Well, there was the bubonic plague and there were several other plagues. And it took out half the world's population. This is child's play. This is, okay, well, let's talk about this and let's have everybody sick and make sure everybody stays in the house so that they don't see that we're putting up all this 5G stuff that they don't want us to put up. You know. Which is funny. You know, hold on. Let me stop you right there. That's funny you mentioned the 5G because I saw a report on this uh, a couple of days ago. And I, I, you know, sadly enough, I don't have the audio ready. uh, Where a reporter went up to a couple of guys working on the street. And uh, they're working on uh, installing fiber optics. Uh, for 5G technology. G, everybody's supposed to be locked indoors, right? And yeah, we have workers working on the street 
installing, and this is in New York, I believe that's where it was, uh, upstate, and they're installing fiber optic cables to run the 5G network. Now, let me ask you guys, uh, is this outbreak really about a virus or about doing things where we don't see what they're doing, but they're doing it with us locked in? So it, it's like, for example, I've asked, uh, you know, I've, I've been asked, and I've asked this question myself of people within ufologies, like, you know, the, the common question is, is well, the aliens are running around and uh, there's ships flying everywhere. Why doesn't everybody see them? Well, the easy answer is, are you always looking up to the sky? No, you're, you're, you're minding your business, driving to your work, driving to school, you know, most of us uh, don't always spend, you know, hours looking up, sky watching. So, you, of course, you're not going to see something flying real quick. You know, there might be some kind of UFO that, you know, to the common folk, they might be flying right over their head and they might never notice. Now, it's the same kind of thing if you tell everybody, hey, go indoors, you have to lock in. This is a, a pandemic of epic proportion. And China, who likes to fudge numbers, you know, is responsible and, uh, you know, there is also the Harvard, uh, teacher with the, uh, three, uh, spies that they busted with the coronavirus. Now it's, uh, what, in October, November of last year when that happened, or maybe it was December, it was around that time. So we known that this is, uh, about to happen. And of course, the only person that was responsible enough to say, hey, wait a second, what the hell's going on here? And stop the flights coming in from China was the president. And then they slandered him. And then you have, of course, the left saying, oh, he's a xenophobe. I wonder who they are working for. Because guess what? The guy from Harvard who got stopped and his three companions from China, they're all socialist Democrats. Okay? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I think. I mean, on the 5G stuff, me and Joe Eminon... A brother, yeah, both shout out to brother Joe. Probably the preeminent uh, show on five G because you know he's his backstory and his knowledge. He's just phenomenal man, and I love that show. Uh, it's one of my favorites, by the way. And no homo, uh, but I love that man, Joe's cool. I know that man, and we disagree politically vehemently, and I still love yes. the man. Uh, but here's the point that I was getting to: the whole Wuhan thing. People aren't looking at it in the right way. And I think here's something that here's a twist. Maybe it's not conspiratorial like I'm thinking. Maybe it is to try to get Americans back into more of a preparedness mindset. And maybe I'm missing something. And I have to be honest about that because the way both you and the swamp man were talking, uh, Maybe I'm missing something. I mean, it's basic to me because I just naturally live this way. Um, maybe because of the way you guys, your the way you, your conversation was going, and I don't want to queer it now. I want you guys to go on with it. But maybe this might be President Trump saying, this is a shot across the bow. Maybe the Americans should start to get prepared for something else because notice now – Liberals in big cities are buying guns. Yeah. And we don't know guns kill people. I have to agree with you on that because, and and the reason is, is that somebody knows something that's about to happen. 
that could go very, very wrong. And like we were talking about with the original plagues that happen roughly every hundred years or so, they're using this as the perfect opportunity to say, well, okay, here's our hundred year plague. This isn't the hundred year plague that's going to come. That's, that's about to come. So when all this is done by, oh, I don't know, late August or September, then the real shit's going to hit the fan and everything's going to be out of control to a point where they can't never bring it back. It's going to take 200 years to bring it back to where it is now. I don't know what was going on there, but you were getting like coded messages within every word. Am I the only one that heard the ding, ding, every time you said something? No, you can hear the ding, dings. Yeah, yeah the, there's a lot of ding, really? ding going on there. Yeah, yeah, you were hitting it on the head, I guess, because it was like ding, ding, ding. I don't, I don't know what that was about. That was not a sound bite of mine. Did that come out on tape? Is that going to come out on tape like that? Oh, yeah. Everything you say right now is recorded right now. It's being recorded. We're in the now now. <laughs> uh, we could be in the later later, but right now we're in the now now, and everything you say now records now. It's good that the that <laughs> I could understand your point perfectly. So yes, but the thing might be a little distracting. But your point was well taken, brother, and, and yes. I appreciate that. About thirty, man. Now let me let me wow, add to that. that. Let, let me add to the ding dings here. Well, you're in the swamp, so we understand, Tramp. Hold on, let me add to that. Um, well, I I actually do think you, you you're. Almost exactly the same page I am, uh, Kaiser. I don't think we're too far apart. I do think that even the president has said, okay, uh, we do know that these things are happening, right? He warned everybody. There are people dying from the coronavirus. That we know, okay? Uh, now there is a lot of fakeness going on. And, uh, he might be saying, okay, you guys want to play this game? Well, you know, this is really the result of what's happening. And so when he locked down China and he was getting called all these things, he said, okay, well, uh, you, you know, you guys want to keep playing the game? When did he get to the point where you're going to have to be in line just to enter a Walmart? Right? Bernie Sanders said, oh, lines are cool. You want socialism? This is, you know, not that far off from what you're going to expect at a much, much reduced level. Because when it gets really bad, it's going to be, it, a hundred times worse than whatever anybody's experiencing right now. So there might be a little bit of a mind game going on, ironically enough, on election year 2020. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we, you know, we do have to have our responsibilities and do the things like not going to church for the next couple of weeks. You know, at the same time, because we don't know who to believe. Who's telling us the truth? We know CNN lies. They've been busted. The Veritas, the Veritas project. They've been busted countless times line on the president all right uh we know the right has issues the left has issues congress known liars everywhere i mean uh ding hold on uh but you know both sides have liars and people are trying to steer us one way or the other the only one that i've seen by his actions and has done things to at least alleviate the problem has been trump now, even the guy who they're uh, trying to promote as the next commander-in-chief in chief up in New York, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the brother of uh, Fredo Colione Cuomo, uh, you know, even he has been caught on uh, several lies. 
and he's been kind of spinning things in a remotely, uh, you know, in a remote way to make himself look good. But guess who, uh, who came out, the governor of California, and recently said in an interview when uh, he was being pressed to slander Trump, he said, no, Trump has actually done a great job. And if it wasn't for his actions, uh, there'd be a lot more uh, dead right now in California because, you know, they weren't paying attention in California. Remember, remember guys, this is a United States of America. Okay. And who's the leader of the, of the, uh, this country? The president. So if the president says, Hey guys, we, we got to be careful. You should pay attention. You should not be out in San Francisco like Nancy Pelosi saying, come on, come party. Doesn't work that way. You know, there's a tug of war going on, and it's really scary at this moment between the left and the right. But if you follow the information, you follow what's been going on, they did arrest these guys coming out uh, from Harvard. That happened. They were known uh, guys spying for the Chinese government in America, one, a teacher at Harvard, and three Chinese spies. So that happened, and yet the news media doesn't want to report it. And, of course, what did we have all the way through the end of last year and to earlier this year, before this outbreak became news, we had, what? Impeachment going on. So, you know, they want to smear and smear the president, but yet he is doing everything in his power during an impeachment that was based on lies and bullshit and made up stuff by Hillary Clinton, Christopher Steele, Adam Schiffer Brain, the you know the the leftist frauds, uh, the fraud squad, or you know as I like to call them, everybody calls them the squad. They're a bunch of fraudulent uh, Congresswomen, the fraud squad, and of course the Queen Bee, Nancy Pelosi, or Nasty Nancy, as I like to call her. All these people on the left, and they're all being organized and bought and paid for by the same groups. There's an, a, a big oligarchy behind all these groups on the left that are really running the show, and this is all being bought and paid for by the powers that be to destroy the president, to destroy the country, to unite the world in one global economy, one world order, and, uh, you know, we're kind of going in a one world uh, currency as it is, and speaking of paperless, we kind of are being forced into that because there's not enough paper to go around to even pay back China's debt they've been buying for, what, 30 years now? And uh, that's just a known fact. Uh, in fact, there is a, a lawsuit pending for like $20 trillion against China for this outbreak. Good luck getting that. That's going to be another, uh, you know, f- you know, red flag f- to go to World War III with China. You don't think this is uh, what this is leading into? This is exactly what it's leading into. Because what we're having, guys, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is one big cockfight. Whose dick is bigger? Whose God is better? And who's got more money? Who's got a bigger army? China or the United States? Because what at the end of the well, day, what should be the superpower? Whoever, that was the ding. I think, ding, go for it. I think, I think, um, we're heading towards a one world government. I anyway. think that this is, that this is all going to turn digital and that when it turns digital, they're going to wipe the slate clean and nobody's going to owe anybody nothing. And I think you're going over. digital right now with a ding. Yeah, that's, that's the reason <laughs> I was talking about earlier in the show, brother. Brandon, yeah. what's your thoughts, no. man? 
It's it's definitely yeah. the side of a new. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. It's funny you mentioned that Kaiser. Um, I think this is definitely the sign. There could be a new uh, world order, collective order, whatever you want to call it, at some point. Um, I'm, you know, between I think you mentioned this last time we talked between the fear. They're trying to bankrupt uh, businesses. They're trying to control people. To me, this is a sign of uh, um, it could be potentially leading to another world war. I, I've, I've been seeing signs of this probably for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, they've definitely tried to fracture the Constitution of America. They've tried to control the people. They've tried to um, I think that this what's going on right now is a form of population control, and they don't—they're not concerned specifically with one ethnic group. Like I hate to say, like some black people, even some Latinos think. I think they're trying to control everybody now. They're not discriminating anymore. <laughs> so, hey, I'll tell you well, this, brother. I this think... is something that I talked about on one of my shows when I was a federal cop still, and I was working in uh, on the Sea Island uh, conference. I had a brother of mine. Uh, I'll just say his last name, McGee. He's a black gentleman, really great guy. He was my partner. Uh, anyways, he had to get this book. He didn't bring his car down. He flew. And so he, he had to get this book, and one day I took him to get it. It was called How to Make a Slave. You guys can read it. It's more like a pamphlet, not really a book. But oh it talks about you got to separate the man. The In their words, their flowerly words back then, the Negro from the Negress. And make the Negress dependent on you for all the kids' food, this, that, and the other, right? Anyways, it goes into more depth. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but you guys can read it if you want to edify yourself and actually understand it. The only reason I know what it said is after you read it, you go, see, this is what the conditions of us are. And he said, you've got to read this, brother. So I read it. And when I read it, this is during my libertarian phase in 2004, I gave it back to him. I said, brother, they're doing it to everybody now. And uh, that's welfare. That's all these little state programs. And so the point is, at this point, I guess here's how the crux of what I'll say. Um, In my opinion, that I agree with everybody who said something right now within this parameter. Because, you know, I make my living in war. That's what I do. I've always done this since I was 17. About every shit war you can name. It's fantastic. And you know that, Angel, and so does Brandon. <laughs> I, I don't bullshit. My thing is, there is, there is something afoot that... I haven't been able to put my pulse, my finger on the pulse on for a while. China's never been our friend, even when Nixon went there. Nixon had reservations about going there and giving them legitimacy, uh, let alone letting them have our debt. And yet he was the one who took us off the silver standard. So we have some issues that are very deep. And uh, I don't think we have time left in the show to go into them, but, but I do see, I don't see it. I'm not some clairvoyant. And I if am. somebody is, look, I'm, I am a, I'm a pagan, but I'm also a Christ believer. I'm a Christ cuck too. I, I believe that this is like revolution, uh, revelations shit. Could be, could be. I'm not, I'm not a fear oh. porn guy. 
Well, well, I'll tell you this much, John. Let, let, let me uh, say something, because you might be on, on the uh, nail there, and I'm not religious. Uh, I do think they're, you know, I'm agnostic, and i said this many times. Uh, I believe there might be something out there. I'm just, you know, not smart enough to understand what God is, it, or whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but I do think this much. Revelations doesn't have to be prophetic. Revelations, if you're religious and you follow a doctrine enough, you could manifest it and make it happen by doing things a certain way and conditioning the population to follow a train of thought and follow a mythology and an ideology that are going to lead you to what they want it to lead to. And uh, and they could say, See, this is all part of the Bible and Revelations. Well, thank you for leading us into this path. And it, this is like how a lot of uh, psychics work. They'll tell you something very, very vague that could, you know, pretty much cover everybody at one point or another in their lives. And no, then when it happens to you... That's how fake... That's how... That's how fake... Yeah, that's... Ding, ding, you're right again. Uh, but that's how fake psychic work, you know, works. Uh, or fake psychics work. Sorry, my Cuban came out. Uh, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you, you know, they, they do that. And, uh, and I've seen it happen. Look, my father was married to a fake psychic. And one day she goes to me, Shit. oh, she's, no, I swear, she read, she read, um, uh, the cards for me. And she, she said, Oh, you're going to be traveling very spontaneously in the future. I see that, you know, like, you're one day you're just going to get up and you're just going to have to go somewhere. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't just tell you two weeks ago that I just started a job in the travel agency. Gee, how ironic. Yeah. That's why you yeah. see it in my, in my well, cards for the future. This is, this is what I see. And, and, Good and thing. I see this. It's almost very clearly you don't have to be psychic to see this. All you have to do is have a brain in your head that in order for they want a one world government and we've known this for a long time well in order for that to happen they have to dumb some of the countries down so to speak and bring them down to their level what are they doing in this country right fucking now they're normalizing this is all here's the thing and i love that you brought that up because this my bailiwick just uh, you you don't know my backstory i started out in the military under there was communism and uh, yeah this is one of the phases there's a gentleman going by the name of yuri bezmanov and uh he talks about the state of normalization and normalization is political correctness and people I, I i despise it when people tell me bill clinton was the first time that political correctness was mentioned for from a president if you go back and really? listen to a speech it was George H. W. Bush who said a thousand points of light, his thousand points of light speech, a kinder, gentler, more politically correct society. So that's why it's not one party or the other. It's the neocons and right. the neoprogs, and they're making their move. I remember that. Speech. What they're doing is they're dumbing the things down. They're, they want to go to a digital thing, and they're going to use the excuse of all this. COVID-19 crap, well, this works easier if it's digital instead of paper because of all the problems we had. My wife still hasn't gotten her unemployment check, and it's been four weeks since she's been out of work, you know, and, and they're using all this paperwork, backlog, and bull crap and, and, and stuff. So they want to make everything all digital, and they want to use that this for the excuse 
to do that. That's the first dumbing down. The second dumbing down is the chip that's going to go in you or you're going to carry it one or the other. And um, that way everybody has an ID, just like in the book 1984. Trent, let me stop you right there. Hold on, stop right there. That chip is already here. It's called your smartphone. They know exactly where we're at at all times. We don't need the chippers anymore. We're chipped enough. You don't need to actually implant the chip any longer. They have those under surveillance at all time. Uh, you know, anytime you go anywhere, you have you have GPS. Don't you think that's tracking you? The phone, no. The phone. You know why I can say I don't use my phone for business whatsoever. Yeah, but there, there's oh, other yeah, ways yeah. to tracking you, brother. Believe me, where there's a government, they do have they other ways of tracking yes. you. Yes, they do. But they, I don't use my phone to pay any bills online. There's nothing about my bank account or anything on my phone. But you have a cell phone. But but you have a cell phone. Okay, I understand. But you have a cell phone. I have I have a I have a cell phone, so I can run my mouth on your show, basically. I there have a go. cell phone. And it sounds know, spectacular, by the way. Huh? It sounds spectacular. Does it? Okay. Mr. Roboto. (laughs) But my point being is that I I do have a credit card. I have my bank card, my my, my debit card. That that's where the chip would end up being. That's it. What do you have in your What do you have in your card now? You have a chip. Yeah. That's it. Look, you have your credit card. What does it have now? A chip. Remember, we used to always slide the card. Now it's a chip. Yeah, yeah. So it, everybody is going to be mandated to have these kind of ID tags. You're going to have to be forced to put them in children. Why? Because then they can recover the child when the child's stolen. That's what they're going to use for the excuse. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. But again, in the, in the future, even implants are, are obsolete at this point. They don't need them. They have us everywhere. Well, and social media well, helps out because look how many millions of people join Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instatart or whatever these things are called. Uh, you, you know, every week it's like a different retarded social network comes online. Snapchat, DChat, BitChute, DLive, uh, Blog Trash Radio, Spreaker. You know, you have all these different platforms everywhere. Well, literally hundreds of thousands of people were, you know, uh, guilty of uh, being online. Also, everybody, everybody's online, right? I started on Block Trash Radio, like, you know, like a lot of uh, podcasters. And then I said, you know what, screw that, I'm going to do my own thing. That's why I created PSN Radio. That's why there's all kind of, uh, you know, underground media, as I like to call us. They've all come out, and we've become the word of the people because we can't trust the mainstream media. We know that for a fact. They're all bought and oh, yeah, paid no for. Doubt. So, I mean, we yeah. are the voices that are going to get the message to the right people, which is, you know, everybody else who wants to listen. But the point is, guess who else could listen? Big Brother. And they know exactly what we're saying. Uh, they know what's going on. That's why Trump, when he said this one thing about, you know, war, when he was running for president, and he asked him, well, if you were in a condition, uh, Mr. Pre- Mr. Trump, uh, where you are you know, uh, targeted by a country or where you had some uh, reason or conflict to go to war, would you do it? And how would you uh, address it and announce it ahead of time? And he said, that's stupid. Why would I address it ahead of time? I'm going to do the action. I'm not going to tell anybody. And then, uh, you know, I'll deal with what I have to deal with. Why would I let my enemies know what's going on? <laughs> Now, and you want to call him a, you want to say he's stupid? That's the smartest thing ever. 
earlier, earlier, you guys were talking about something called Digital Angel. I know about this because when I went over working for a certain place to Afghanistan one of my times, I got a little chip put in my hand. Not a big problem. I had it removed when I came back. And that's for in case you got captured. They could maybe locate you. Maybe locate you. Okay? Uh, what you're talking about now, it's all about transactions. Cameras. Okay, let's say you go to Kroger or down in Arizona at Smith's. Let's say you go to Smith's and let's say I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm staying down towards Mead View or I'm down there towards, uh, uh, anyways, whatever it is, what it is, but Smith's 55 miles due east. You'll find a little place called, um, uh, what was the name of that place? Uh, uh, Kingman, Arizona. And, um, I go there and I use my card. I don't use cash. Or I buy a pay-as-you-go cell phone, but I use my card. Now they have your number uh, because you've used your card to buy that cell phone that you activated. If you buy a uh, a card, you know, the card to refill and you use non-cash, they now know that you have that phone numbers connected to you. Uh, and then you use the credit card anywhere. They know... Uh, they know what's happening. So, uh, anyways, it, like I said, it's and then they get video coverage. They can go there and ask for the video. It's a lot to try to explain to you guys, but man, uh, if you knew how easy it is to roll up anybody, it's very easy. And I'm talking anybody because people have to use yep. the plastic. Mm-hmm. They get captured on video. There's ways that. You know, you can certain public videos like banks and shit. They don't need a warrant for that. There, that's all goes to a certain security company, and they can find out who's security company and blah 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 blah. So they'll find out where you're at eventually. Plane tickets. Notice you have to always present an ID now. That's easy. Didn't used yeah. to have to do that. You you also need to pay with a credit card. Didn't used to have to do that, and you have to pay beforehand so they can check you out before you fly. So police will be waiting for you or whatever. Um, anyway, so this is all, this is all fact. This, this it's is, it's all part of the plan, as the Joker would say. Yeah, you're, you're in the network. You're, yeah. you are in the Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, a movie that came out before the Matrix, and, uh, this came out in 1998, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with this movie. Enemy of the uh, State. Enemy of the state, correct. If you, damn, you're good. If you watch that movie, 1998, we're talking about 20 plus years ago, the technology shown in that movie at that time was real. Now, fast forward 20 years now. later, now it's a hundred times better. Think about I that. You, I guarantee you, I was able to get from, uh, I can't get into specifics on this, but for a certain thing that was happening, Real time, uh, of course, it cost me a bottle of booze to do it, but from uh, uh, a certain agency that handles satellites and also mm-hmm. they, they'll also control some global star stuff. Can't get into all this stuff deeply, but I just gave him a bottle of something and uh, he gave me real time pictures. And we're talking if you here's the clarity of the pictures, folks. If you're wearing gla- corrective glasses or you're just looking with a bare naked eye, if you have 20-20 vision, picture yourself standing up on a common porch roof and looking down. That's the clarity from space. 
or from a global star up in uh up circling somewhere over a certain country right which uh it's ironic we, you know we have all this stuff happening what did we announce uh what a year ago space force and we also are allowing police to buy drones now a lot of people don't know this yeah this is true this is true uh, it's amazing the uh, the level of uh, what Big Brother is uh, capable of doing. And we do know this much. Big Brother is, you know, a little bit above even the president's head. So whenever when I say Big Brother, a lot of people are, are thinking, oh, there he goes, he's blaming Trump again. No. Uh, remember, the uh, same Big Brother are the ones that started the whole stuff with Trump and the uh, Russian uh, spygate bullshit hoax. Uh, they're the ones that, uh, had the FISA warrants trying to get this man, uh, in trouble. There was nothing there. Uh, you know, Big Brother goes really deep into the, uh, the swamp. Big Brother goes really deep into the matrix. And, uh, this is scarier not just because of COVID-19. This is scarier because of, you know, right now this is happening at a global scale where everybody's paying attention to what's happening. And now everybody's starting to understand that what, you know, people laughed at 10, 20 years ago as, oh, these guys are a bunch of conspiracy nuts. Well. Look, look, <laughs> any, any federal law enforcement agency with the permission of a supervisor or intelligence agency can have NRO, National Reconnaissance Office, or they can get what used to be, NSA used to only have its antennas facing outward. Now it faces inward and outwards. If you don't believe me, look at Bluffton, Utah. And um, they have a massive collection of data. They say it's metadata, but metadata leads to the actual data. And then they can go line by line. That's why texting is stupid. Messaging is stupid when you type. Um uh, any kind of communication you think secured isn't secured. And there's nothing, the, the most secure thing is what McAfee was going to come out with where he pinged off everybody's cell phones that were in the network because you could never prove who was where and when because you could ping to somebody in, let's say you're walking down the block in New York and he's talking to somebody in Ohio, all of a sudden you're pinging off the Ohio number and you're, you're pinging everywhere. And, uh, like I said, notice McAfee never came out with that. That's a lot of pain. Yeah. That's a lot of pain. Uh, we're almost out of time here. Uh, Tramp, any, uh, final words here before we, uh, run out of time? Well, yeah, I kind of missed this. (laughs) It's been fun, guys, man. I do appreciate you asking me back on the show tonight. You should do it more often. As long as we get the ping out of ping, don't get ping you back on any time, my friend. You're always welcome back on the show. Uh, just stay uh, swamp-free and coronavirus-free, for the love of God, whoever that might be. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, uh, Detox, Brandon, uh, any last words uh, before we go off the air in a, in a couple of minutes here? Yeah, uh, it was a great show tonight. I was uh, glad to talk to each one of you tonight. Hope to do it again next week. I'll be back with you guys. Um, I think uh, with this whole situation that's going on, I think there's been signs of this going on for a long time. We um, 
I, I know for a fact the president said that, you know, there was something going on in Wuhan. There was something, you know, we, we've already been through all this months ago. And I think that on a global scale, I think this is a problem that people need to be aware of. But we had plenty of warning signs that this was coming. We, we knew about this months ago, but, of course, you had the media distraction going on, all this other, you know, left, right, left versus right stuff going on. It's, it was just pointless. And now here we are in the middle of a, uh, they like to use the word pandemic now just to, you know, people are over dramatizing stuff these days, but you know, we, we had time to prepare for this, but you know, I, I think we'll get over it at some point soon, hopefully. <laughs> That's all we can do is hope uh, that we can get over it. And uh, let me give you my final thoughts, everybody. Uh, you know, we're all in a position right now where we have to be careful regardless of whether we think this is a conspiracy, a hoax, or it's reality. Uh, just for our own common good, we gotta, you know, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our loved ones at all times. Doesn't mean that you gotta, uh, you know, bite your nails and uh, pull your hair out and go crazy and commit suicide like some folks are already doing, which by the way, Trump warned would happen if we continue to scare people, right? He said that. And we continued with this rhetoric, uh, and we didn't try to be optimistic, and we kept everything shut down. You're going to have mass suicide. We already had a couple reported uh, this past week. Uh, so, guys, don't take that route. You know, we can get over this if we all just keep our cool and our collective. But at the same time, keep your eyes open because you never know what is coming around the block. Remember, they can do what they did to Trump and spy on a guy who just became president and lie and smear him and, and make this big deal, which I, I again, this is a socialist communist uh, agenda that's driving a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, to smear and destroy the world and the government as we know it and build their so quote-unquote new world order. If that's what this is going towards, uh, you know, you have to have an open conscious, open mind, open eyes at all times. But at the same time, don't go crazy and start killing yourself. It's not worth it. Just keep it cool, keep it safe. And at the end of the day, I think we'll see a brighter day with a lot more sunshine than with the darkness that we're, you know, facing right now. Uh, one thing I did want to get to before we go off the air in about a minute, uh, starting next week, we're going to have a, a show that's going to be following us uh, every uh, week here on Sunday nights by our good friend uh, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, who's going to be joining us on PSN Radio with Unleashed Truth Radio. And it's going to be live for an hour, taking calls, talking about what's going on in the world. And, of course, he's brought uh, to my attention uh, something that is uh, probably even part of uh, this entire nightmare, which is the uh, dealings with China and the full-on gong, and everything that's been going on with this uh, poor group of uh, spiritual warriors that does not deserve to have been what you, or have happened what's happened with them. So next week, starting right. on Sunday nights, following Inside the Jackal's Head, you have to look forward to Unleashed Truth Radio, again with Mitchell Nicholas Gerber. So please, guys, come back next week. Tune in to that. Tune in to us at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern again psn-radio.com and if uh, you can check out the uh, podcast for free on angelespino.com please hit me up on Patreon Angel Espino right there on Patreon and PSN Radio on Patreon support the cause help us out you know a couple bucks helps and it uh, keeps us afloat on the uh, network and on this show 
we are, you know, we, we're not monetized by any other areas. We don't uh, run many ads, but, uh, we do, uh, you know, try to stay afloat that, that way. And with the troubling economy, every little helps. So please, uh, check us out in those areas and come back next week for more mind blowing radio. This is radio for the masses inside the jackal's head. Uh, guys, for all my, uh, loyal listeners and for the, uh, people on the line, Kaiser, for Arizona Tramp, the wise frog himself, and my sidekick, Brandon. Uh, I bid you all good evening, good night, bon voyage, and stay alive, stay safe, and stay coronavirus-free, my friends. Till next time, here's a little space boy for your minds. Take care, everybody.